Lucas Oil Studios Freak Nation, over 23 years of doing Speed Freaks. A little bit of that, Rico Abreu has been a part of the Freak Nation. He's joining us from some damn dirt track in Redding, Pennsylvania. Who knows where the hell he – where are you right now, Rico? <laughs> hey, guys. We're at uh, Grandview Speedway for the high limit race tonight. Hey, is there ever a time for you? I, I asked this of musicians when they wake up and they've got to double check where the hell they are before they go on stage in order not to thank Cleveland because they're in Dallas. Is there a time when you wake up and go, I don't have a clue where I'm racing today. I got to double check where the hell I am. Oh, man, maybe after a night after a couple uh, cold beers, if we run good. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're just uh it's it's a it's a blessing to be out here on the road racing at all these uh, racetracks across the country um, in different series with the uh, World of Outlaws to High Limit to the All Stars. Um, you know, we just raced in Pennsylvania a couple of days ago, and we're here uh, another night, and then we're gonna head west. Rico Abreu joining us here in the Freak Nation, and you heard the series that he's that he's running in, and talk about the different styles, or if there's a different style for you in racing in these different series. They're different tracks, different areas. Is there much of a different style for you running in these three different series? Uh, a little bit, um, you know, just adapting to each racetrack, uh, the style of racing. And then, um, you know, you, you race against some local guys and understanding, um, you know, their driving styles when you get racing around them. But, um, you know, a lot these series that we race with, there's, there's at least 10 to 12 guys that can win the race every night. Um, they're very, very competitive, uh, you know, all the way from the world of outlaws down to the all-stars to high limit, um, you know, with bouncing back and forth, you're, it just keeps, uh, you know, keeps me very active, uh, you know, and, and we're racing three to four times a week right now. So these summer months I love because uh, all the track time we get. Rico, you talk about running against those locals. At one time you were just a local where you wanted to beat the ass of these big timers rolling into their track. Do you find it funny now that these locals want to beat the ass of Rico Abreu now? It's uh, it's really motivating for me, um, you know, because I was that guy, and I enjoy getting to come back to these tracks, uh, especially ones that I haven't been to in a long time. And, and uh, you know, the, the, a, lot of, a lot of it for me is, is seeing the younger generation come through and how hungry they are to want to do good and, uh, you know, this, when it comes to racing and, and success and consistency is, is comes with a lot of experience. You see guys that, uh, that run well, have been around for a long time, like Donnie shots and Brad sweet. And, uh, you know, those former outlaw drivers that, that won championships. Um, and then you got guys like Kyle Larson that just come in and, and, and can dominate a race and then go to a, a NASCAR race and dominate that. And which is pretty impressive. You know, I want to talk to you a little bit about Kyle Larson because there was some controversy at the end of the cup race last weekend. And some people on social media were saying that people were more upset because Kyle Larson has been so dominant on dirt in Pennsylvania. And that cup race, of course, was at Pocono. He's got a big fan base there. Are there certain areas of the country that are just so tight with certain drivers that you find when you're racing? Um, de definitely, uh, central Pennsylvania, uh, and Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania, the racing is, uh, there's so much racing around here and, and the fans are, are, are very diehard fans, loyal fans. Uh, you know, we get to see them every weekend we come here and, uh, you know, have merchandise for them. And, 
you know, you see them, uh, you know, venturing over to NASCAR to support Kyle or these dirt racers like Stenhouse and Boyer. So uh, it's important that we take care of uh, those fans and uh, and just how uh, they're able to go back and forth to these races. All right. You just said something that made me want to go in a different direction. It's important for you to take care of these fans. You've been taking care of your fans on social media a lot this year. That giveaway that you had where one of your fans' companies could have been on your car, that was amazing. Who came up with that idea and why? Um, I, I just, I want to, uh, I want to be a, try to be ahead of the industry and sponsorship's very important for racing, especially grassroots racing. And I thought it would, it would be cool to kind of run a fundraiser like that where a fan was a part of our team for a weekend and, um, it was, uh, it was a very unique opportunity to get somebody the chance to be on my race car for the race weekend that necessarily doesn't have the sponsorship funding to be on a race car. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it was more of a, I felt like it helped, uh, you know, a small business in marketing as well of being a part of our team. So, you know, every weekend and then these people are very loyal. They're, they're, uh, they're bringing their families to the races and, I just, uh, I just really appreciate that stuff. I want to, I want to talk about you. You're on the road traveling all the time. You said you were racing three or four nights a week. There was a guy named Mark Kinzer, Steve Kinzer's brother. I think I remember that who used to love to see roller coasters and all the traveling that he, uh, would, that he would do. Tell me what, uh, Rico or brew when you're traveling around the world, uh, around America, dirt tracks. What do you want to see? Where do you want to eat? I love sushi. So I like to get to su sushi spots and pizza spots and try different pizzas. Um, but we, uh, with how busy our schedule is, it's, uh, it's very important that we schedule those kinds of things out. And um, I'm a big race fan of Mark Kinzer and Steve Kinzer and the whole Kinzer family. And I actually just heard uh, that story about Mark always wanting to go on roller coasters before the races because we just raced at Williams Grove Speedway over the weekend and there's an amusement park that's a bandit now across the street and I heard Mark Kinzer used to always go over there before the races and love to ride the roller coaster. <laughs> Where Rico? I just, I just heard that story like two days ago. Rico a brew. Where do you find sushi in Redding, Pennsylvania? Do they have catfish sushi? Is that what you're? Yeah, I uh, we tried two spots and they weren't uh, too high on my list, but uh, I enjoyed just getting some try some tuna. <laughs> yeah, that's where you go back just for the California roll. Yeah. Yeah, this is safe. <laughs> That's hysterical. Okay, where is your best sushi spot in the country so far? Eh, maybe California. Uh, there's a uh, there's a restaurant in the Napa Valley that um, was built about uh, ten years ago, and it's uh, it seats about twelve people, and it's called Kenzo Estate Restaurant, and uh, they're actually family friends of ours, and they're Japanese a Japanese family that um, flies over Japanese. Uh, sushi chefs to uh, to prepare meals for people that come and attend the restaurant. So um, I've got the pleasure to to eat there a couple times uh, throughout the year, and uh, it is uh, the best in the world. 
Sprint car badass, Rico Brew, flying those Lucas Oil colors, joining us in Lucas Oil Studios. We'll end it with this. We had Steve Kinzer in the Freak Nation 15-plus years ago from Sedalia, Missouri, and we had a great 30 minutes with the guy. We re-ran that interview about a couple, two or three weeks ago, and it reminded us how badass that guy was. 20 championships in the World of Outlaw series, yet some people just decided to chime in and say, well, if the World of Outlaws – you know, had the, all the top dogs running all the time, we would consider him to be one of the greatest, but they don't consider Steve Kinzer to be one of the greatest drivers of all time. Where does Rico stand with Steve Kinzer? Uh, he is the greatest driver of all time. And the stats Period. don't lie. Period. There it is. Yes. And I don't yep. think anybody will ever come close to him. Yeah. Why is that? I just think that, um, you know, the times have changed in the industry and, uh, I think the competition's gotten a lot closer. Uh, equipment's gotten, you know, equalized where, you know, on the performance side of it, race engines and stuff. And, and I, I think they've really narrowed the rules down to, um, you know, to, they don't, teams can't bend the, bend the, you know, the rules as much as they used to and get away with things, I think. And, um, <laughs> where, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, rules are rules and everybody's got to go by them now. So it, it, it really equalizes the racing. And, and when you see, um, you know, how close our qualifying times are and stuff within a 10th of the top 20 and qualifying shows, um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, these cars are, uh, you know, the weight rules are a lot different now. So they're a little bit heavier than they used to be. And I just think that the competition too nowadays is, uh, there's not such big gaps like there was probably. Do you do you enjoy beating Brad Sweet's ass more or Kyle Larson's butt more? Um, both drivers are very difficult to beat, um, but you know, with with Kyle's success and, and being one of the all time best race car drivers, it is quite satisfying. Um, you know, when you can finish in front of him. <laughs> it's greatness. Quite satisfying. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Rico, and we know it's a busy day, busy week for you, dude. Thanks for taking time out and joining us here in the Freak Nation, yeah. man. Good luck to you. Thank you guys very much. All right. Go kick some awesome. ass, man. Thank you.